the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I had an interesting email exchange with my good friend Don Imus, who is uh, no longer doing the Imus in the Morning program. Uh, and, uh, and that's a good thing. I mean, the world celebrated when that happened, but, uh, he's an interesting guy and, uh, a good friend. And, um, uh, I, I've joked with him cause you can't have a serious conversation with Don Imus. He is, he's absolutely everything he, that he is on the air times 10. Uh, so you can't, you can't have a serious conversation with him. Um, but I expected him to be dead a long time ago, and so did a lot of his, well, for many or many reasons, but mainly from cancer, uh, and his doctors thought he would be dead uh, as well. We have a couple of friends who have been uh, a friend of the movement and a friend of uh, the blaze and this program and everything from for a long, long time, uh, Gwen and Adam Rich, who have... Uh, just written a new book called Live a Legacy on the Go by Implementing the 5% Solution. Make your own luck. Welcome. How are you guys? Good. We're great. Good. So, Gwen, you were diagnosed with cancer. What kind of cancer and when? Okay, so this goes back to 2012 in November. It was a pretty uh, a double whammy in our host household, November 6, 2012. So watching the election, we saw that Obama was going to get elected, and then we got a telephone call that... I got the definitive diagnosis of stage four metastatic breast cancer. You should be dead by now. Uh, yes. If you look at the stats, the stats bear out that um, my chances of being here, I just met my five-year um, marker, and I am in the rare category of one out of every four women who make it to this less stage. Than, less right. than one out of every four women and make it five years. You have been, you have been, you've, you look good now. Right. And you look like you feel good now, and you have not. I mean, I don't mean to. I don't mean this the way it sounds. You have not always looked and looked like you felt well. Right, right. right. What are you doing? What's happened? What well, it's a lot, and that's what we talk about in the book. It's small actions that I do on a regular basis that have led me to feel as good as I am, and, and a huge portion is with my health. You know, when I got my diagnosis, you know, of course, I had. A lot of reasons of why I didn't want to die. I mean, I have four children. I have my my husband, and I didn't want my parents to have to bury a child. You notice how I made the list there. I did. I noticed that. <laughs> I was I at the that. bottom of the list, but I'm, no, I actually, parents. But let's go ahead. And then you know, through trying to live a life of meaning, and it was very important for me to leave a legacy. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. No, you were just talking. I said, so what happened? So you... Oh, and so it, it was paramount for me to do anything that I possibly could to live beyond the expiration date, beyond what the doctors said. You know, don't give that date such so much power. So let's quickly... For me to empower myself. So let's quickly just go through the, 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 the diet thing that you're doing. Right. Because this, this, I think, is the same thing that Imus did, and he's still alive today. Right. Yeah, I mean... From the moment from I left the doctor's office that I found out that I had cancer, I stopped eating sugar. I took it out of my diet. And even right there at that appointment, my oncologist said, it doesn't matter. And I had lost so much weight, and they just want you to put on weight. She said, eat anything you want to. And I left thinking, okay, yeah, 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 right. No, 
Okay, <laughs> I'm going to stop eating sugar. And from then also, I stopped doing carbohydrates because, you know, if you get to the whole thing of mm-hmm. feeding your body the sugar, my cancer feeds off of sugar and the whole process of the spike in glucose. And so changing my diet was like a no-brainer. I want to do whatever I can so I can see my kids and those life cycle events that we all take for granted that we're going to be here for. So what's your diet? So I try to stick to as much as possible. No sugar, no alcohol, no dairy, um, no gluten, no wheat. So we talk about, I do a lot of juices so mm-hmm. and mostly vegetarian with a little bit of um, protein. Um, uh, what else am I but missing I think here? It's, it's more than just the diet, Glenn. Yeah. It's oh, the whole but, protocol. Right. There's a supple- and, and what, what uh, is important is that you, first of all, you don't give up traditional protocol. That's paramount. Right. But you can supplement it with functional medicine and, and uh, uh, integrative medicine. And that's, I think, what has really given her that boost and what has given her, uh, helped her quality of life. So tell right. me about, because you, you, the, the book is the 5% solution. So tell me about, A, Adam, what is the 5% solution? Well, it's, it's, it's small changes. It's, it's almost like a, a geometric progression. People try to take too big of a step, to, whether it's politics, Overton window stuff. Yeah. Okay? You take small incremental steps, and before you know it, you're standing on the other side of the room. Right. Okay? I mean, so you can apply this to health. You can apply it to education. You can apply it to politics. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the audience has all kinds of problems. The one thing that you left out of the... the uh, title of the book is says stop complaining yeah okay so um as a jew i'm jewish we're jewish yeah okay uh that's one of my favorite pastimes <laughs> okay gwen is a is a is a uh an anomaly mm-hmm. everything is positive drives me out of my ever loving mind so why you're alive today i think so i mean i people don't believe this but when i got my diagnosis two things were apparent to me i was relieved and I thought it was a blessing. Now, who usually thinks that? I mean, you have to look at what happened to being misdiagnosed over eight sure. years with eight different doctors and eight different radiologists who read my mammogram, and nobody found the cancer. Okay? And I, there's eight pl- years. So you are way beyond where... Oh, and yeah. Yeah. So when I got my diagnosis, and I, I actually didn't think I was going to be here. I mean, I wanted to be, and again, trying to do everything that I could to to lengthen my stay here, to live longer than anyone thought possible. So get back to your point about our book is about small actions. Well, if you get a cancer diagnosis, I mean, you're up here, you're overwhelmed, okay? All the things you need to do, break it down into small things. What can you start to do today to make a difference? Everyone listening here today has problems, right? Some can be a lot suckier than cancer. And if everybody does one thing, one small action to move yourself forward, that's how you get started. It's, it's almost like, I mean, this can be applied even to the gun thing. We're it, talking about a constitutional change. That, that, that's right. I mean, that's insane to, to think we should start there. Right. There's so many little things that we can do to protect our children, to protect our schools that we should. If you want to talk about a constitutional convention, good. Continue to talk about that. Right. But do the other things as well and maybe start there first. Right. Yeah, that was definitely a topic, but I didn't want to go there thinking, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, no. you know. How yeah, I know. So, so um, you know, you said legacy, and you've started your own, uh, you know, purse line and everything else. What, what, 
what role did that play? That was a huge role for me because when I got my diagnosis, I was really struggling that I wasn't going to be able to live a life of meaning that I wanted to and to leave a legacy. For me, the hardest thing was to know that I was going to leave this earth without leaving a legacy. So I quit everything I did with work, everything, and it took me six months to figure out what I was going to do. And it just by happenstance, or not by happenstance, you know, I started making purses at home. And this was with leather. I'd never done that before. And I really liked it. And it was around the holidays. And I thought, okay, I'm going to make purses for the women in my life for the holidays. And so when I thought about my mom, you know, and all the things that had to be special and the functionality, and she's a cancer survivor, that's when the light bulb went on, where I can take my passion of sewing and take it towards uh, handbags that raise money for breast cancer research, bring awareness and help comfort and connect with the cancer community. So that was my first thing that where I could be doing something I was passionate about because the key here to find a solution to your problems is to use your passion. Find your passion. Find something that you love. And so my handbags were my legacy. My children came up with the Gwen Marie. We called it Gwen Marie Collection. And from there and my journey, I want to impact more people with my story. I think so many people can be helped through my story. So then it was the website, The Rich Solution, and now it's the book. And the, and the, the, the purses are something tangible right. mm-hmm. that, you, that you can give to somebody that, uh, that, that it has meaning, has living meaning. Well, That's if you want to share and connect your passion with other people, one way to do that is to create something tangible. You both have the privilege of doing this every day. You are on the radio and TV. And we create you have this platform. nothing tangible. Nothing tangible. You know, when you talk about the small things, Glenn, this started back with us, with you, back with American Revival. These were little small little things that motivated us, motivated millions of people, restoring honor. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, 500, 600,000 people came from all over the world, really, all across the country, to meet in Washington, D.C., in one of the, the finest times of the year. I mean, it's not like the heat's oppressive or anything like that. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it, it, it was motivating. You have had great impact on our lives, and, it, and these were all small through the restoring events. She got to speak at Restoring Love. Yeah, which and here is in Dallas. a huge That's impact right. for me. At the women's conference. The women's conference. Right, sure. Right, yes. That was a life-changing event for us, just like most of the restoring so events. The, so the, so the, the point here, and, and uh, I enjoyed reading your guys, your work and your thoughts and, the, and, the, you. and what you're doing. And, and it's an um, entire uh, healing process. It's not just, it's not just food. No. It's it's and uh, it's not just cancer, right? I mean, listen, you want to you want to know what's fun in the rich household on a Saturday night? I mean, good God, do I want to hear this? <laughs> I mean, listen, we have we have a son who's bipolar. Okay, I mean, you never know what's coming down the pike. There, we have a daughter who is uh, diagnosed with lupus. We have a son who was diagnosed with something called thoracic outlet syndrome, mm. who uh, got Which hooked on on uh, mm-hmm. opiates. Fun at at the rich household on a Saturday night when he's going through withdrawals, man, you haven't seen living when you're dealing with that. That's some fun stuff. And you and say this how, with a smile on your face, which is I say it with I a just, I mean, it yeah. just it's, no. It's this just, is the point of the book. You're still positive. Body has well, these you have to be, and it's mm-hmm. a mindset if you want to overcome your problems. And I and we wrote this because I think a lot of a, a lot of people complain. 
And so it's, it's, you have two choices when you have problems. You can complain or you can find a solution. Or and you can use the concept of achar, ar, right. achar, achar ayut. ayut. Achar right. ayut. It's a principle. I'm glad you said that because I could say it when I read it. <laughs> okay, it's a yeah. principle in Judaism of taking self-responsibility. Responsibility for your own actions. Right. And so I've done and that in every area that. of my life to help me feeling as good as I am. And again, living beyond my expiration date. And so that's what we write about in the book. So if I can, you know, overcome cancer where I am with the incurable cancer, look what others can do with their problems. How is, what's the diagnosis now? You know what? Honestly, I haven't looked because I'm going beyond that. I am going to, I'm thriving to live as long as possible with anyone with my stage and type cancer. What kind of, I don't want to hear that. No, there is no date on it. Yeah. I'm here for the long haul. God has me here and I am not going to leave until I am done. That's a good answer. That's a great answer. Listen, what I tell you? No, oh, seriously. Gwen, her, her, her cancer is, is incurable. It's inoperable. Ultimately, we know what's going to get her. Yeah. And ultimately we all die and we all know it's just under, what, what time, time? and under what what circumstances yeah. so it is a mindset it's a it's it's faith faith has played a tremendous role in our lives um and that didn't yeah. i mean we always had the foundation but i remember saying the same things my kids are uh saying now yeah i don't believe in god what little man mom and dad talked to i mean but the, my folks her folks set the foundation and it has served us well now that as we uh, what mature? Is that something? <laughs> yes, although, yes although, that's although, a good word. That's a good us, word. I mean, listen, I haven't matured since uh, diaper training. But that's okay. uh, it's uh, <laughs> but we the, can move on from there. The name of the book is "Make Your Own Luck" by Gwen and Adam Rich. Uh, well worth the read. And thank, thank you. you, thank you for having. Thank us. you. You bet. God bless. Glenn Beck, The Blaze Radio Network.